The epistle for the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost is taken from St. Paul's epistle to the Philippians, the first chapter. Brethren, we are confident in the Lord Jesus, who hath begun a good work in you, who will perfect it unto the day of Christ Jesus, as it is meet for me to think this for you all, for that I have you in my heart, and that in my bands and in defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of my joy. For God is my witness, how I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your charity may more and more abound in knowledge and in all understanding, that you may approve the better things, that you may be sincere and without offense unto the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of justice, through Jesus Christ, unto the glory and the praise of God. And the Holy Gospel is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 22. At that time, the Pharisees went and consulted amongst themselves how to ensnare Jesus in his speech. And they sent to him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Master, we know that thou art a true speaker, and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou dost not regard the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what dost thou think? Is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their wickedness, said, Why do you tempt me, ye hypocrites? Show me the coin of the tribute. And they offered him a penny. And Jesus said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They say to him, Caesar's. Then he saith to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. And Jesus saith to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Words taken from the Gospel of today's Mass in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Back in the days of the Greeks, they would get together in the village square and quite often listen to a learned man speak on different topics. It was very similar to In our day and age, going to the movie or having some other form of recreation. But one day there was a Greek orator who had something very serious to tell the people that was going to affect the entire welfare of the state at the time. But as he started giving his speech, he noticed a couple of blank stares coming from the audience, some people nodding off, some people looking away distractedly and He was starting to get a little bit depressed that they weren't taking this serious topic as serious as he wanted them to. So right in the middle of his flowery speech, he just completely parenthetically broke off and he said, Have you heard about the Athenian who rented a donkey for his trip? And he started to notice some of the looks started to come back towards his podium. People started to seem to take attention. And he said it was really something. There was this man who wanted to take a trip, and so he rented a donkey. But going through the trip, it got really hot. And so he got off the donkey and decided to just sit in the shade that was being cast by the donkey's body. But as often happened, the owner of the donkey went with him on the journey to make sure nothing happened to his animal. And he said, you can't sit there. I didn't rent the donkey to you for shade. I only rented him to you to go on your journey. 
Well, the orator kept telling the people as he saw more and more eyes turning towards him, more and more people being gripped with this story. He continued that the two men actually got into a fight and the authorities had to be called in to break them up over this matter of, can I ride the donkey or can I use it for shade? And the entire crowd was engrossed with this story of the traveler and his donkey. And just when he said that the men broke into a fight, he walked away from the podium. He just completely left. And the crowd began to clamor, to roar, to demand that he come back and tell them what happened with that donkey. Tell them what happened between the men in their fight. Well, after a time, the orator went back to the podium, but this time he bellowed out to his crowd, What is this madness? You clamor to know the issue of a donkey and its shadow. Yet when I come here to tell you a matter of utmost importance, a matter that defines our entire state of living, you give me no attention. You pay no heed to what I'm saying. How can you have more concern for the shadow of a donkey than you do for the state of your lives? And my dear friends, sadly in the world today, there are many people who would give more heed or more notice to the story about a donkey in its shadow than they would give to their immortal souls. In today's gospel, our Lord allows that there are temporal matters in our lives. He allows that there are things that we must address from day to day, like making a living, providing for our loved ones, paying taxes and obeying legitimate authority. With the upcoming elections this week, our Lord would remind us that it is our civic duty binding us under the virtue of piety, which falls under the virtue of justice, that we are as good Catholics to go out and cast a vote to the best of our abilities. But with those being said, with those being taken into consideration, the rendering of seat to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, our Lord wants us to be far more preoccupied with rendering to God the things that are God's. Our Lord told the sneaky Herodians, yes, you can give this coin of tribute to Caesar when he asks for it, because his image and inscription are on it. But what our Lord also referred to is that for each and every one of us, the day will come when we will stand before Almighty God our soul, which also bears the image and the likeness of God, will be asked for. God, who created that soul to honor and worship him here on earth and to one day be happy with him forever in heaven, God will ask us for that soul in return. He will ask us to re render to him what is his. And far more important than a piece of metal that has Caesar's name and his writing on it will be that soul that has the image and likeness of God on it. And how terrifying it will be for those who cannot render to God their soul which has been given to them by God. How terrible it will be for them to be covered with confusion and not to be able to give an answer for themselves but to be sent from him for all eternity. 
when it comes time to rendering to God the things that are God's, how few at their particular judgment will be able to do this well. In our lives then, my dear friends, we have to have the proper perspective. By being Catholic, it does not mean that we go to church on Sunday, we receive the sacraments when we can, we say our rosary from time to time. Being Catholic means that we live our Catholic faith. Every single decision that we make, every single aspect of our life has to be gone through in light of the fact that one day we will have to render to God the things that are God's. On that day there will be no excuse making. On that day there will be nobody who could say, I was tricked into this or that sin. I was tricked into this or that mortal sin and I didn't know what I was doing at the time. When God comes to judge our souls, he will look for souls that knowingly and willingly loved and served him to the best of their ability. And he will also look to see if that soul knowingly and willingly persevered in the state of mortal sin until that moment. And when God comes to judge that soul, at which he will do for each and every single one of us, there will be no going back on the decision. That's what makes this so important. Rendering to God our soul is our life's work. It is what has to be at the forefront of every moment of our lives. In the world, all the way back to the days of St. Alphonsus, he said that men will have certain phrases like, well, I have to defend my own good name or my honor. I have to seek for esteem in the world. That's why God put me here, to make my place in the world. Or another man might say, if I am full of poverty and have no money, how can I add to God's honor and glory? Or we might hear or see today written the phrase, you be you, meaning do what pleases you and what makes you happy. All of these things, though, my dear friends, are based on a worldly and materialistic point of view. All of these things are taking that soul and that body that were given to us by God, given to us for his honor and glory, and turning them to our own will. And for poor souls who do not know better, poor souls who do not keep that proper perspective and run the risk of not being able to render to God the gifts that he has given to them, they will have all eternity to regret their decisions here on earth. Let us then on this Sunday in which we hear those words to render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, to make sure we do what God would want us to do with our material possessions in the world, but to concentrate on how important our soul is. St. Alphonsus says that when it comes to the time of the particular judgment, even the just will have things to fear. Even the just will have certain things on their conscience where they would say, I wish I had some time to go back and change this or that, to make reparation for this thing or that thing. And if even the just have those thoughts, then all of us have to make sure that we live our Catholic life, that Catholic virtue and the laws of God and of his church 
are the most important thing in our life. We can't be like the Greeks who were more concerned with the shadow of a donkey than they were with the important matters of state. We can't be concerned more with the passing things of this world than we are with our immortal souls. God has been very good to us, my dear friends. He has not left us alone. The entire history of the world shows us the goodness of God. From the moment that Adam and Eve fell, God has done everything he could to bring us back to him. He sent his only begotten son. His only begotten son gave every last drop of his blood for our salvation. And when that was not enough, he left us with the church and the sacraments. The church through her authority, her infallibility, and her indefectibility to be that shining beacon that we can follow with the greatest trust and confidence. The sacraments with their graces to help us every step of the way. And in our individual lives, he comes to us in Holy Communion. He gives us the grace of absolution and he provides us with the actual graces we need throughout the day. God has done all he can on his end to help save our souls. Let us not be wanting on what we will do to save them for our part. And I'll just leave you now with this very beautiful but short prayer of St. Alphonsus, who prayed, My crucified Jesus, I will not wait till death to love you above all things. And because I love you, I repent with my whole heart for the offenses and the insults that I have offered to your infinite goodness. I propose and I hope with thy grace to love thee always and nevermore to offend thee. And through the merits of thy passion, I ask you to assist me. May Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.